Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. I was literally reading all the lovely emails from our uh, listeners who were saying, like, maybe racing is just not the thing for you and you should just run to feel. And immediately, next podcast on, I'm like, let's do a wildly intense wine-based race. (laughs) And I was told that in the sort of early days of Squishmallowdom... Of the Squishmallow multiverse. Yeah. Mm. All the Squishmallows had names. And not only did they have names, but they had job titles. (gasps) So the Squishmallow that I was cuddling was called Karina, and it was a data scientist. (laughs) The advice was along the lines of not getting shit-faced at weddings if you've been invited to one, if it's like the week before you race or something. And I just thought, yeah, fuck it, I'd get shit-faced. Yeah, there's one at the Denby's Wine Estate... It's a half or a ten. Could do that. Come on. <laughs> Maybe we should do that and vlog it. And we can say, oh, oh content creating. <laughs> when actually yeah. we're just getting shit-faced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 132 of the Women's Running Podcast. I am your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. Without revealing too much, Holly opens this pod giddy with a recent purchase. While I'm not entirely positive that she's target market, I am absolutely not judging. Moving on to actual running, Holly has made the decision that she's going to definitely walk-run Paris Half, and all her confidence has come back in droves, in no small part due to all the messages she received after the last episode. She had been feeling so stressed and so ill and was so unsure about everything, but she has now faced up to her anxieties and is both pragmatic and excited about Paris. We have a chat about running and nutrition. Holly does well these days at eating before she runs, but she hasn't practiced running and eating at the same time. So I'm here with all the tips on what you can practice with without impending doom. We talk about what our A goals and B goals are for both Paris and London. We also talk about the possibility of running a race while drinking booze at the same time. We're aware these races exist, but I can't help but wonder here. Does celebrating en route mean you then can't celebrate post-race? Tricky, tricky. Hello, hello, hello. Now, do sign up to be a patron of the Women's Running Podcast on Patreon. Confusingly, this is spelt P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you're in the cheer squad tier, and that's just six quid, or less than seven euros, or just over seven dollars, I've just realised the pound ain't what it was. But anyway, you get the drift. You'll be able to listen to exclusive monthly podcasts, which we've decided to call The Extra Mile, created specifically so you've always got a bit extra to listen to on your long runs, in which we promise to do our best to talk about anything apart from running. The third one is available right now. Do sign up at patreon.com forward slash women's running and go and have a listen. Oh, I have someone to show you. Oh, 
Go on, then. I've got him on my lap. He's not running related, but I just thought I, I just happened to have him here. I just bought him. What is that? He's a Holly's massive... showing me like a... What is that, a goose? It's a swan, but we Sorry. call him... No, we call him a goose because we think it's funnier and he looks more like a goose. What? What? What is he's, his purpose? He's, so, <laughs> I've only learned this term the other day. My sister taught me that yeah. he's, he's actually referred to as a squishmallow. Is it a squishmallow? He's a squishmallow. <laughs> so he's made of lovely, lovely, like squashy, squashy stuff. <gasps> and, Felix has um, many squishmallows. Oh, Why does have you she? Got to <laughs> well, I've really got into them because have I told you about Chonky Seal? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Doug got me this seal that we refer to as Chonky Seal because I think that's how he was advertised. Um, <laughs> on Instagram to us when we'd had too many glasses of wine once. Yeah. Um, and Doug ordered him for my birthday because I was uh, I was like, oh, I'm obsessed. Look, this chonky seal. I love, oh, he's so funny or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So Doug ordered him for my birthday and he arrived and we had never encountered Squishmallow material oh, before. And oh my amazing. God, it's amazing. <laughs> it amazing. So chonky seal is actually no joke. I can't <gasps> sleep without him anymore. He's the most, <laughs> I use him as a pillow. He's the most comfortable thing ever. Um, and Doug gets really jealous of me hogging chonky seal or chonkers <gasps> as we sometimes call him as well so squishmallow phenomenon we have to talk about that because oh yeah we do we need to we need to tell people it's actually quite the same vein as Udi, isn't yeah, it yeah right, like right kind of isn't thing it? where it's <laughs> okay. like shit you get advertised on instagram that is mm -hmm. sort of cutesy and probably really targeted at 14 13 14 year olds but or in fact much younger with, with yes. squishmallows so that I like, fall for. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are they are unbelievably cute. You get them in all these different sizes. You get giant ones and stuff. Anyway, the the, the squishmallow thing has been now. This is a recent right, conversation, one. like that one. But mostly two foot tall. Oh my god! <laughs> the squishmallows that I've seen are more like egg shaped. Right, mm. if so probably chunky seal. Might yes, be chunky more seal the, is is that mm. that, but with a couple of little flippers. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, the squishmallow thing. This is from a recent conversation that I had with another mum, um, and we're talking about the squishmallow phenomenon. So you can get tiny, tiny little ones like this, and mm -hmm. Felix has a couple that are in the shape of burgers, for instance. Which <gasps> I didn't know they were such a big thing. Huge, <laughs> and she's got some bigger ones. And uh, when we were around, um, so Felix had a play date on Friday. I'm not going to mention any names because it's not fair. But we went, we went to. <laughs> I, I love to, the way this has started. I can't, I can't. But I went to go and pick her up. And there was, a, in this house, there was a particular Squishmallow that was absolutely phenomenal. It was a lovely, it was a cat one. It was ginormous. Oh. And I was told that in the sort of early days of Squishmallowdom, which mm, I think I've mm -hmm. passed. Of the Squishmallow multiverse. Yeah. Mm. All the Squishmallows had names. And not only did they have names, but they had job titles. <gasps> so that... The squishmallow that I was cuddling was called Karina, and it was a data scientist. Oh, oh! Why is that? I love that so much? I want to understand what my goose is supposed to be doing. <laughs> oh. oh, I love I that. Did she have sort of glasses and no. a tablet? No, she's Not just a cat. Literally, a pink and grey incredibly cute cat but she was a well, just goes to show that you don't you're not the stereotype of your you know no, not not your average no exactly. you've got your work yeah. persona and then you've got your at home <laughs> squishmallow persona <laughs> yeah. this cuddly cat 
uh, would you know it? She's also a data scientist. Exactly. And notice I said she. That, yeah. that wasn't what you thought to start with. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a squishmallow in STEM. A squishmallow in STEM. (laughs) Well, hopefully people think we're not entirely bonkers now or entirely chonkers. Chonkers. Um, But I am, yeah, that's become my most recent obsession. So Felix and I can compare squishmallows when I've only got two. Oh, I think because I've I've tended to, I've gone for the larger size because they're Mm. quite expensive. They are. I don't. I, I'm embarrassed to tell you how much Goose was, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've been I've been eyeing him up for a really long time, ever since I realised how lovely and squishy Chonky Seal was. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that they were really a thing. My sister, who's 18, so she's quite a lot younger than me, and she mm. is more in the world of of cute. I'm gonna. I, I'm probably not using this right, and I don't want to use it wrong but I feel like she's more in the kawaii world if that makes sense it doesn't at all what does that I mean I think that's what you call sort of cute Japanese things right okay. that's very daisy okay. like she um she's learning Japanese on Duolingo she tends to to she often has like cute little sort of Japanese anime characters and stuff like that that she's got and she has got a couple of them in squishmallow form uh-huh, and so uh-huh. she taught me about maybe they're not cute Japanese things, but I I thought that that might yeah, be they, their origin. There is definitely there's a feel of of sort of cutesy like you can imagine them being kind of uh, like on on packaging. You can imagine them, you know, it sort of works as a sort of Hello Kitty kind of exact. Yes, I'm sure Hello thing. Kitty is kawaii. Let me just tell you yes. the definition and see if I've how do you uh, spell it? Kawaii. Ke- right. Okay. Here we go. I found it. K A W A I I. Yeah. In Japanese pop- popular culture, appealing in an endearing or cute way, she paints elephants that are extremely kawaii. Oh. There we go. This is yeah. such an instructional podcast, isn't it? Don't you feel? Uh, I think I've really uh, learned something here. <laughs> apparently, it's an adjective or a noun. So you can paint, at, like, I could say this goose is very kawaii, but I yeah. can also refer to, oh, I don't know. So so it says also noun in Japanese popular culture, the quality of being cute or items that are cute. So the example I've used is even in a cosmopolitan city like Tokyo, kawaii is everywhere. <sighs> that complicates it a bit more, doesn't it? <laughs> it- <laughs> it does. It I'm a does, bit more confused do, now. I'm a bit more confused and I work in words, but yeah, the, the yeah. verb noun thing for me has always been slightly tenuous. I've never really quite grasped. Um, thing, doing thing, thing, doing thing. Yes, it's I think a, it's probably, know. it's one of those. You can <laughs> think and you can also do the thing. Do, do. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know that he was going to cause such a stir today on the pod. I just thought I would introduce you to this lovely goose because he was sitting on my lap while I record because he's so comfy that I've been using him to prop my arms up while I type. Oh, nice. He's your wrist rest. He's my wrist rest. He prevents RSI along with all the other... Yes, he does, as long as being very kawaii. (laughs) As as well as being very kawaii. (laughs) Kawaii! (laughs) So there we go. Amazing. Brilliant. Well, should we've we... learned a lot. We have, we have. That's the end. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, <should> we... <laughs>
<laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, I hope there's nobody new listening to this episode. Oh, dear. There, yeah. There might be, might be. Yeah, we don't always talk about geese and no. boys. We do sometimes talk about running. Speaking of which. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of How which, I'm yeah. feeling a lot jollier. Um, it's not because I've had huge... I've come on huge leaps about and bounds with my running. Um, mm. But obviously last week I, um, and we recorded that episode. It was basically two weeks ago, I think. I don't know now. It was a, it was a bit of a stretch ago. Yeah, it was a bit of a stretch ago. Um, mm. We had a bit longer between pod records than we usually do. So um, it felt like it was quite a while ago that we recorded that. Um, episode and when I listened back I, I felt really sad for little holes yeah Um, yeah, because I was sad. really down in the dumps I was feeling really miserable I felt like illness was just relentless and I'm feeling a lot less like that like that now because over the last um four or five days mm. it has lifted a lot and it hasn't come back so I was having this frustrating thing and that was what was really doing my head in that I felt like I would get better for a couple of days and I wouldn't run because I would be like, right, I, well, I did once actually, but most of the time I was like, right, I obviously need to recover. My body's telling me I need to recover. I don't want to go back to feeling ill again. I feel like I would do all the right things. I would be drinking lots of water, going to bed nice and early, not having alcohol or anything. So I was having really nice, good quality sleep, though my Garmin was telling me otherwise. I was talking to the patrons about last week. Um, and um, I felt like I was doing all the right things, but I just kept, it kept coming back to bite me in the ass again. And I mm. feel like it's really lifted this time. I managed to, we went away for the weekend and I was fully prepared to be conked out afterwards because I'd been so tired that like walking into town and back was making me feel exhausted, like body, like mm, dog tired God. in my body, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I feel like I'm, much much more back to my normal self where I feel a bit more full of beans again um and yeah I'm feeling a lot more positive I went for a walk today so I was going to go for a run today I haven't run for a walk which is just all extremely vile and making me feel very very sick because we've got two weeks until the Paris half and Mm. I have to admit I've just slightly had to pretend in all of this that the Paris half isn't happening and I'm just going to get there and I'm going to do what I feel on the day. Um, I was going to go for a run today, but I decided that I would go for a I would go for a walk instead. So I went for a really nice walk um, just to see how I felt because um, I haven't done a sort of long walk on purpose. So yeah. on my lunch break, I went for a really nice long walk and I felt absolutely fine. Um, so I'm going to go for a run tomorrow uh, and see okay. how it goes. And I'm going to do 10 minutes on, one minute off and just see... I don't think I'm even going to do it for a particular distance or anything. Mm. I think I'm just going to do that for a bit and see how I feel and listen to my body because I am still a little bit nervous. I know that anxiety is creeping in a bit and I had this when I first uh, started having panic disorder where I felt like because the symptoms were so similar to genuinely being out of breath from exercise and stuff I knew I started to fall into a bit of a into a bit of a habit of putting off exercise because I was nervous about the impact that it would have on my mental health and I feel myself going down a slightly similar path where like you obviously do feel tired when you've been for a run and you can feel a little bit headachey if you haven't drunk enough water or 
Um, it can exacerbate symptoms like having a bit of a cough and stuff that I've I have had. So mm. I'm I'm trying not to fall down that route and to be aware and not get trapped in sort of thought cycles and and understand that I might not feel tip top when I go for a run tomorrow, but that I will feel hopefully a little bit more confident. It's just about bringing the confidence back so that for Paris I feel all right about walk running for 13 miles but I'm a hundred percent gonna walk run it and I also just wanted to do a huge shout out for all the love and kindness from everybody who listened to the episode because I think we had I don't think I could even count the master there were loads of lovely messages weren't there there were loads of lovely messages and it was so so lovely um it was so kind. There were so many of you that made me feel so much less stressed because I think stress also, I can't remember whether we talked about this in the episode, I think we did, that stress itself um, has such an impact on your physical health. And I knew when I was speaking to you that it, I needed to face up to the fact that I was fe- that Paris was having an impact on me. It was making mm. me feel really, really anxious that I had this thing looming over me that I kept thinking I can't be ill because I've got to be training for this. And I think, I th- I think kind of lifting that responsibility off myself and stopping myself feeling bad, knowing that if worse came to the worst, I know I could walk run it tomorrow. Yeah. That yeah. I think I feel so much better. Um, and I really took the pressure off myself. And for once, even though usually I need to be a little bit hard on myself, I think not running for a week last week and just totally allowing myself to recover was really what the doctor ordered um, because I feel a million times better this week. And I did also go to the doctor who reassured me, if this is interesting to anybody else, that um, uh, that it was complications from COVID basically that lots yeah. and lots of people had been in about sinus or also your station tube, the tube that goes from your ear to your throat. Um, that was also, uh, I was having quite a lot of earache. Um, and the doctor really reassured me that those are all things that people have been suffering from and coming in a lot, particularly since um, having COVID in the new year. So if like me and Esther, anybody had COVID in, um, you know sort of Christmas time New Year time um, I think that particular nasty bout of Covid has for some people resulted in sort of slight ongoing funny struggles with ear tubes and nose tubes afterwards Um, so I think also just yeah I think just hearing that made me feel a bit less alone with it all as well yeah which was nice because then I was like okay if if other people have been struggling with the same thing and not dying as a result, mm-hmm. then I think that makes me feel a little bit less like I'm in a little funny world where I just shut the shutters on my eyes and have funny noises in my ears and nasty blockages in my tubes. It makes yeah. me feel a bit more like I'm part of the world. I don't know whether... Yeah any of that means anything but no it does it does you, you certainly don't want to be the only one that's 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 feeling and experiencing those symptoms mm-hmm. you, you'd rather it's much more it's much nicer isn't it to know that lots of people have been feeling something similar mm-hmm. everyone's fine it'll be okay mm-hmm. but um we still do have that Paris half and that's in less than two weeks so uh, after your run tomorrow mm. do you have a plan of what you're going to be doing 
for the next sort of week and a half? Do you know what you how you're going um, to train? I probably should, shouldn't I? I mean, it's just slightly gone out the window from my original plan. But I just planned to run uh, sort of every few days, every sort of three days or so. Um, so I'm still, so I'm doing what, you know, one would probably normally do of doing like three runs a week. I don't think I'm really going to be able to do a taper of any description, but I'm not sort of too upset about that because I feel like all I've been doing is tapering and also I feel (laughs) as though if I'm not planning to you know push myself and run it flat out then I don't really feel like I need to be sort of conserving energy massively before heading into it or should I no I think I I feel like I should build up to it is how I feel because I've only got okay, two weeks, uh, which I I think is absolutely fine. But what I wanted to know is uh, is any of your are any of your runs between now and the marathon going to be endurance runs? Are you going to do any <clears throat> any longer run between now and then? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, but I think I'm maybe going to focus them more on feel than like set out to do a particular distance. Fine, is and, that okay? But- I think that's I th- from where you are right now. I think fine. I think the worst thing you can possibly do would be to sort of say, "I'm going to run ten miles on Saturday or whatever." I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I would do that. I think I'm just no. going to. I'm not planning to do a massive endurance one tomorrow. I'm just going to see how I feel then. Yeah. But um, I think on the weekend I will set out with a couple of hours to spare. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to try. I'm not going to set myself a, a distance or anything. I think I'm just going to see how long I can go doing my sort of 10 minutes running one minute walking 10 minutes running one minute walking method and see how see roughly where I end up in terms of in terms of distance and how I feel in my body that that is great I think I mean I think in terms of confidence Mm -hmm. I think if you're able to um you know to see if you can get to an hour and a half or something using that method um, I think I think you'll be in in very good stead. I think you'll be absolutely yeah. Fine. I, I just, hope so. My, the only thing I was going to going to suggest is um, is the thing that you don't do, which is to practice it with something to eat as well. Um, because yeah, that's a good you, idea. You will very very quickly just get to an hour and just go. You know what? Fuck this. So mm-hmm. um, because you'll be you won't have had breakfast because you don't have food before you go, mm-hmm. and you won't be eating during. So even if what you're eating is sweets or like a bit of cake or like a bit of sandwich or something, but please take some food with you mm-hmm. and try and eat something when you get to maybe forty five minutes. And then have something okay. else when you get to about an hour, and then have something okay. else when you get to like an hour and a half. You know, just space it out. And oh, if I it's quite like babies, the fine. sound of this, oh god, it's so helpful, Hall. It's Maybe so this helpful. is how I should run: is just is walk running and bringing lots of snacks. <laughs> yeah, you need to. So obviously, you need to carry it in something, mm. not your hand. That's off-putting. But just have something, you know, a belt or a pocket, even if it's pockets in your leggings, but just have something to eat because apart from anything else, it means that you can kind of break down that distance. You know, I've talked about it before in terms of like when I've been training for a marathon mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about it, the long run that I did yesterday, like the way that I can do it is by breaking it down into those really, really easy bits, which is the time between the bits where I eat. Yeah. So yeah, just and and I think you'll find that you will be able to prolong the time on your feet this weekend because you've got some bits to eat. Just, just yeah. tuck some little things that you know that you can eat and it aren't going to make you feel awful. 
it really doesn't have to be anything complicated it can I mean just nuts or sweets know, or yeah yeah and you and because you're doing run walk it means you don't have to worry about trying to eat it while you're running yeah so you can, I can just you have can it walk. in my breaks yeah which is why you can have something that's really chewy for instance or you can have something that's like like nuts where you know that might go completely wrong if you were running at the same time so in your yeah in your break time pistachios popping the pistachios yeah, <laughs> yeah i love that exactly. idea Perfect. well as you know so, i have always got sweets up my sleeve i was eating a sort of mashed together ball of wham when we started recording this podcast <laughs> i had to quickly finish that so that it didn't become an asmr episode <laughs> yeah so you can take some wham bar with you just take, I, could like take, I could take some wham i could yeah, yeah. but I, for some reason i really like the idea of, of having little nuts with me yeah nuts really useful and anything like those kind of bounce bars i don't know if you've mm-hmm. got any of those hanging around but those are so useful yeah um yeah my fave like... little i think we've talked about these on the pod before my fave like sort of healthy slash runningy sporty snack um is the tribe bars <gasps> they're amazing they're, they're so amazing. good and they do a yeah. crunchy one don't they and i think we both got sent some for the product awards that we did last year with women's running magazine um yeah. that we reviewed a whole bunch of um sorry i said that as if people wouldn't have i i, I do hope you are aware that we have a magazine <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that um yeah we reviewed a whole load of nutrition stuff and those were the one for me oh my my god God. they're like a crunchy basically yeah just they're so crunchy as you know a a healthy bar a protein bar is gonna it's gonna get really and they're vegan i'm pretty sure and they're vegan and just like a mate oh god yeah absolutely those ones i love those ones i love the bounce balls that had like kind of they were covered in chocolate and then inside there was a sort of peanut butter surprise it was like yes oh, they were god. like a little reese's piece weren't they <laughs> yeah they were amazing oh, they were great like, they're actually very good as well and i yeah, really man. like the deliciously ella ones that are a little bit like ferrero rocher mm Yes, they, I'm aware they're of kind them. of rolled in nuts and um yeah they're basically like having a small ferrero rocher it's again mm-hmm. let's be honest it's not like having a ferrero rocher <laughs> but it it sort yeah. of tricks you into feeling a bit like it's a ferrero rocher and it's actually yeah. slower releasing and it's a good thing to probably have on yeah. on your run slash long run walk rather than um rather than having an actual ferrero rocher well, I don't know. I'm sure that both would probably do the job. I to reckon, be honest, if you ne- had enough Ferrero Rochers to keep popping them, I don't really yeah. understand. If anybody knows why nutritionally <laughs> that wouldn't be a good idea, please write in and let <laughs> us know. But I don't think that would be a problem is as long as you kept having the Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> and, and had somewhere to store them so that they didn't kind of melt down your inner thigh. Oh, yes. Less fun. Yes, a good point. Would you just end up with a lot of those, a lot of the sort of wafery balls, and then a sludge of nuts and chocolate in the bottom of your pocket? Yeah, that wouldn't be very nice, would it? No, that probably yeah. is more likely what would happen. Okay, that's very why you true. can't take Rochers. Uh, it's <laughs> important to work these things out sometimes. Yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> and so I reckon the next time you go to Co-op or Sainsbury's, I reckon you should just go and buy yourself a heap of really, really nice kind of bars and things that you can kind of 
place around your person for your long run yeah and then have a little practice have a little practice when you do something that's more than about half an hour this weekend and just have a little nibble every kind of half I do I work on a half hour ratio I think someone once said to me I think it was at the running show like um three years ago and someone said have have a gel every every three miles or every half an hour whichever comes soonest and mm-hmm. up until then I was, I'd been reading the packet which was um I, I got really confused about kind of because it says if, if you if you take gels rather than have like normal food I think you can get yourself really tied up in knots about quantities and timings yeah because um, it, it will say something like have 30 grams every 45 minutes or something and you're just going yeah but you know that I'm not a scientist I'm not a fucking scientist. Also, yeah. I can't measure things. <laughs> so not only am I not a scientist, but I have a, you know, I don't, I don't even understand basic kind of weights and measures. So no. for me, I'm like, I don't, I, my 45 minutes effort may not be the same as someone else's 45 minutes 100%. effort. A hundred percent. You have to work it out for yourself, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got no idea. So the only way that I've worked it out, work, working it out? Fuck's sake. Only way the I've only worked way it out. <laughs> Welcome to Work it, Two Intelligent uh, Women. <laughs> um, the only way I've managed to work it out is definitely by trial and error. And I remember yep. like one particular thing that I was, because I was, I was testing loads of gels during the virtual London Marathon. So uh, 2020. And I was trying, I was trying like a number of different brands before I kind of got onto it. And, and one of the brands had caffeine in their gels. Lots of them have caffeine in them. And I realized quickly, as maybe maybe as a result of that marathon, that caffeine is amazing and has an almost kind of instantaneous effect and really, really does help. Ooh. But too much caffeine for me also makes me really want to have a poo. Yeah. So since then, I have not done any of the caffeine. Also, the other thing I've done is instead of kind of waiting, like waiting in my running until like an hour I don't mm-hmm. wait until then because at that point, like when you take gels and when you're eating food, it's kind of, it's partially because you're hungry. Yeah. And and so you can actually feel the hunger. So what I want to do is I want to prevent that feeling of hunger, but also it's, it's obviously it's to replenish kind of, kind of glycogen or whatever it is, but you're replenishing sugar and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you start taking a thing, any kind of sugar when you're running you then have to keep yourself topped up because if you take it and then stop taking it you will crash and yeah that's what I was thinking about the Ferrero Rocher because yeah. as long as you technically are keeping because that's what you want to avoid right is the spike yes. and that's yes. why nutritionists would probably not be sitting on this podcast and telling you that you should have sweets etc because yeah. um I think um, well, the nutritionists that we associate with actually do enable us <laughs> on the whole. Um, but um, yeah, I think that that's the thing to avoid, isn't it? Is the kind of, it's the big well, it's dip. Not, it's the dip. It's the dip mm-hmm. because you'll spike anyway, because like all these, all these kind of carbohydrate, like they, they dress them up and call them carbohydrates in the gels, but wait, basically the sugar. Yeah. Um, and so you will have the spike, but unless... But if if you only if you only take one gel, like I, there's a friend of mine that that runs and she does quite long distances and she hasn't got her nutrition sorted and and she has said to me before that when she goes for a 14 mile run that she mm. has one gel 
at about seven or eight miles and that's it. And I just think, Jesus, well, you know, what's the end of your run like? The end of your run must be absolute agony. Because mm. for me, I mean, obviously everyone's different, but for me, as soon as I start taking it and 45 minutes, 50 minutes is usually my absolute latest point where I take my last one. Mm-hmm. From then on in, it's every, for me, I do it in miles. Um, and you don't have to, <laughs> that's just my measurement mm-hmm. of choice because I'm imperial, but um, every three miles. And it helps me with the maths. It's fantastic for me. Like when I'm having a gel, it takes me like maybe almost a mile to mm-hmm. eat it. So then I've only got two miles to go before I have the next one. So yeah. that kind of crossing things off, it's lovely. It's really nice. And for you, if you're doing like 10 minute run and a minute walk, like every third thing every third rest or every second rest you can sort of go right I'm gonna have three jelly babies and two peanuts or whatever you know it's just lovely and I like that if I split it up that way then like I can do say I'll be doing maybe 12 of those 10 minute runs yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's quite nice it is nice so I think when I do when I do a half marathon I probably have three gels um so don't go overboard you don't want to end up you know you don't have a roast dinner halfway through or anything like that but um i think i, I would if i could <laughs> i know just so like not. run with a tray over your over your shoulders like a sort of sandwich Actually, board that's a tray oh. i must admit, now that now that i've just said that i have spoken to trail runners who take who who suggest that roast potatoes are a fantastic um oh. fuel when they go trail running i, I mean they're, they're gonna to have to start cold, hanging obviously. out with more trail runners <laughs> I think all the best we, need, we need more trail runner <laughs> friends, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We One totally thing do. that I'm going to use to measure Paris as well that's really mm-hmm. nice. That um, So our lovely Kate, who is organising, well, there's actually many a lovely Kate in our life, isn't there? But this is lovely yes. Kate from Sports Tours who is coming with us on the trip and she mm-hmm. is um, has organised lots of it. She um, emailed this morning and um, she said that she's going to be making time to dance at every band oh i know how cute is that i really that love that lovely. and i'm gonna do that with her yeah i really like that <laughs> gonna need some video content from that i think Hall. yes i think so yeah. i think so cool oh yes it's all gonna be fine but yeah nutrition yeah. is a really good one so i don't want to detract from that um because mm-hmm. i think uh, we all know that I'm absolutely rubbish with remembering to. I've I've never done gels. I want to mm-hmm. know. I think I don't do gels because I get scared of shitting myself, which I think is why lots yeah. of people don't do gels. But yeah. I and I have been very tempted. Like I was very tempted when I was really struggling with my last couple of miles in the bath half, and I was really wanting to give up. Um, and mm-hmm. um, I was really tempted to take a gel because there was a gel station in at sort of mile 11 or something. And I was like, oh, yeah. I could just give it a crack and see how I feel. <laughs> um, but uh, in actual fact, it wouldn't have been a good idea. I, I'm glad I didn't accept the gel because I probably would have shat my pants. Um, <laughs> but I want to know what those caffeine ones, because, you know, you can get little sort of caffeine strips and stuff. I can definitely see the benefit oh, yeah. of those. Yeah, Revy's, yeah. Yeah, Revy's is the one I was thinking of. Um, Mm. And uh, they sort of do that weird thing, don't they? They kind of are like a sticky thing and they melt in your tongue. A bit like those gums that you used to get with the advert that was like, how it feels to chew five gum. Do you remember those? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, exactly it, that. It's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. those. <laughs> and I want to know, and it would be like, I don't know, someone getting covered in little bowling, bowling, not bowling balls, you know, ball bearings or something. Ball bearings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I want to know how much caffeine is in one of those equivalent to a coffee, because I'm the same as you in that if I, ha- I think I'm the same as most human beings, that if I have lots of caffeine, I will want to do a poo very quickly and very badly. Um and but if I have one coffee, then that doesn't happen. You know, my bowel movements will be relatively normal after one coffee. It's only if yeah. I have two coffees that are probably so. I need to know, and I need a scientist to tell me how a woman in STEM how yes. much caffeine is in one of those revies in comparison to a regular mug of filter coffee. Yeah, I think I think it's usually those caffeine things. It's usually about a mug. It's usually yeah. about one cup of coffee. Okay, okay. And they, they, it, it will say on the side of the packet, <clears throat> this is equivalent to blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, w- I would strongly suggest if you wanted to go down the gel route, just don't. Just don't have the caffeine. Try the gel first that without okay. the caffeine. Most of those gels are available as a caffeine-free version. That's usually what happens first. So, like, I use precision hydration gels all the time now and mm. they do a caffeine version and i haven't even gone down that route not once so i just have the normal one really and I just okay. make sh- yeah 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 yeah. it yeah, feels so really tempting because i'm like oh imagine if i suddenly got roadrunner legs <laughs> and i didn't even have to do anything they just happened <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know you could test it but please don't test it on the day of the half marathon okay That's all. so i um, won't you know you don't want to end up you know in the middle no. of a pissoir and you know yes. <laughs> to kind very, of very true very true <laughs> yeah. okay oh I yeah. am feeling a lot better I feel like I'm I'm That's feeling a, a lot more relaxed about it and it's it's good to talk to you about it as well because part of that relaxation about flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It has come from avoidance in the last week mm-hmm. where I've just been like, well, I'm not feeling, I need to rest. The doctor has told me to rest. I'm just not going to think about it for a little bit. And it was over the weekend that I was like, okay, I really need to start thinking about it now. I'd sent off my <laughs> medical certificate. It was all starting to feel a little bit more real. And actually, I feel like speaking to you, I am feeling a lot more relaxed than I was anticipating I would feel in this pod episode. It's, I'm sure it's, it's probably not going to be very nice as races aren't when you haven't trained for them, but, um, you know, I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be, be fine. gentle, isn't it? Cause I'm not it's, planning yeah. to like go in and try and run it in two hours no. or something. So like, I think, I, no. I think it probably won't be horrible because if I had to walk 13 miles tomorrow, my energy fine. is back up to a level now. I probably would have really struggled with that last week, but um, mm. my energy is definitely back up to my usual levels now. And I know that I can do that on no training or very little training or on only a couple of weeks worth of training and be okay. Um, yeah. So if I'm going to walk run, yeah. Oh my God, Holly, you're going to be absolutely fine. Okay. Like 
like you know if you if you were going into it thinking to yourself i'm going to run all the way around then yes absolutely yeah i mean a i think you could definitely do that yeah but b b yes it would be a pretty unpleasant experience the fact mm. that you're going to do a walk run you can do that tomorrow pretty easily you could do 13 miles walk run yeah. if you're really sensible and make sure that you do do 10 minute one minute 10 minute one minute if you do that yes absolutely for sure you could do that tomorrow so yes mm -hmm. you can do that on the day of the Paris half marathon I think you're going to have a much nicer experience than the bath half maybe I will personally. I think you will I think you're going to have I really enjoy ball. one of the listeners who kindly sent an email in um saying it was all going to be all going to be okay I think it was or it might have been in our Paris um Facebook group somebody had said something about a new their new fuck it attitude <laughs> and I really feel like I need to incorporate that and I need a fuck it attitude here. Um, and I need to just feel, uh, throw caution to the wind a little bit more and not feel yeah. like just because I haven't done a sort of dress rehearsal. We've talked about this on the pod loads. Like it's, it, it, you don't need to do that for a race. No, um, no, you really don't. But yeah, yeah really there's don't. still a little part of my brain that wants to know exactly what it will be like at my current fitness level and can't resist sort of wanting <clears> to try and find out. Um, but I think I'm just going to yeah. go for it. And we know the purpose is here, the A goal, you know, mm. it's community, it's all being together, it's having a lovely experience, it's dancing at all the bands. Um, yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, and if you want to, if you want to go for a PB at some point later on this year, next year, in five years' time, then you can do that. Mm, but this isn't have then. to be then. No, no. 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 <sighs> Huge <Ooh>. breaths, big <laughs> breaths. I do feel a lot better. I Yay! feel calm. <laughs> I also am actually quite excited about. I wasn't going to mention this on the pod because. Um, I am just in the process of reviewing it all now and I, I was I'm mm -hmm. going to do a bit more of a detailed review somewhere. But um I got sent a load of kit by yeah. um by BAM, the bamboo clothing people. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I know. I've never had any of it before and I wasn't gonna mention it, but I put yeah. it on to test when I went for a walk this morning and I'm gonna yeah. wear it for my run tomorrow. And I, I honestly feel like gay game changer things are the game is changing yeah. it is all the softest most lovely most sort of like light and airy but also cozy stuff ever and it's all lovely and blue it's just yeah it, i love i love bam stuff it's really really nice oh, it's so nice yeah, yeah. Oh, so those are all the you. things that have happened in my life basically uh new bam stuff trying not to worry um and feeling like my energy levels are getting back up. But tell me about Yay. you and tell me about your run. Well, you can tell me about any. And also being a control freak. So I was getting it all sorted. And then I, I went out <laughs> the door. You are de-skilling him. With... totally de-skilling. <laughs> but I ran out the door knowing that <clears throat> for 14 miles, for me, that's going to be, including the sort of walk back up the hill, that's two and a half hours. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be coming back at like half five, six is that going to be all right? And I must admit, the last half hour, I felt like I was chasing shadows a bit because mm -hmm. at, like, at like half three, the canal path was still quite busy. There were still quite a few people, felt fine. But by half five, 
very, very few people. And it did start feeling a little bit like, I don't really want to be here anymore. Yeah. So, um, it does it does push you along a little bit <laughs> running at a yeah. time where you feel a bit and like because I didn't have any also you know obviously there's no street lights on the canal path I didn't have a headlamp on I was wearing all black because I'm a total twat um there was I probably you didn't had go out prepared street. for a dark run basically no mm. I did not I did not and I did run past a runner just as I was getting off the canal path who had his headlamp on and I was like oh bollocks yeah I really should have done something um but I didn't but anyway the crux of that was that it was fine. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that I, I do feel way more positive about London Good. because of that one run, even though that's only just over halfway. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> so, yeah, it's so much more about the, cause you know, the adrenaline and the, it all takes you through on, on the day. I think it's about knowing it, it's that confidence of how does my body feel right now mm. doing a long run? Because <laughs> yeah, I think it, it really does depend on your, it, 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 I think particularly when you've not been very well, like it, I don't, you don't know, do you? Am I back to sort of somebody who ha, who is starting from scratch? Am I back to sort of couch to 5k level or am I, have I only lost a little bit of a chunk of my fitness? And I think that's all you sort of really need to prove to yourself. Not necessarily can I run 26 miles because you'll get there and that will, that will happen. It's more yeah. is my, what kind of a, an Esther Newman am I looking at right now? Is it the same one who ran yeah. the London marathon in October last year or you know, has COVID had an impact on on who that person's physiology is? Yes. Yeah, no, no. God, I'm yeah, talking so much bollocks today, sorry. <clears throat> no, I like the bollocks. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it is it is kind of it is all of that. Not not knowing not knowing what that's gonna feel like. Absolutely mm-hmm. not knowing what that 14 miles is going to feel like. And it's fine. <clears throat> sorry, I'm really coffee. Um yeah, but I think um it's just it's then it's then looking back at my training plan and then because I've been basically looking at it for the past few weeks and looking at it and just thinking just keeping half an eye on it and kind of squinting at it hoping that it's not going to be as awful as it as it seems and it is still awful mm-hmm. um it's still awful so I've got like nine weeks until the London Marathon now um and two of those weeks taper which is yeah. seven weeks and in those seven weeks one of those weeks is the half in Paris so actually I've only got six weeks of proper proper long long runs of post fo- of like uh, you know more than 14 mile running yeah so it means that I can't go up a mile at a time for my long run at mm-hmm. the end of every week it means I have to do like a bit more than that um but that's fine I think because I think if you're because I think that the kind of the theory is that you're only supposed to go up by 10 percent in terms mm-hmm. of your your entire week's mileage and Actually, if I were to go up by a mile and a half or even two miles, now that I've got to the 14 mile stage, that's fine. That kind of, yeah, be fine if I go up by a mile and a half. So, next, but weekend, why are you sorry? Mm, no, go you on. Say, what? what I was going to say, what is your A goal of London Marathon? My A goal is for it to, to feel as comfortable as last time. That's okay. my A goal. Okay. So, I just want to get round. Mm-hmm. I want to run the whole way and I wanted to feel as comfortable as last time. I don't want to mm-hmm. get PB. Um, I just want to, I just want to complete it and, and complete it comfortably. And in my head, the way that I managed to complete it comfortably last time mm-hmm. was by running over 20 miles twice 
in the lead up. So I think I did 120 and 121 mile yeah. um, training run beforehand. And that worked really nicely for me in terms of kind of preparing myself. So I want to make sure I've got those two sorted. Um, and after we come back from Paris, I do have a nice stretch of like five, six weeks or whatever until London. I've got nothing in the card, nothing in the diary, no visitors, okay. no big drinking nights, nothing. That's so a, that's just... a great idea. That is such <laughs> a thing that God, it's because I felt like that with Bath, I was really ready to go right and mm. blocking out basically end of September beginning of October I'm going to be Mrs. Boring um yeah. and I made sure that if I did have uh along the way if I did have um weekends where I had big drinking plans or whatever that I either had you know I knew I had time to take a day off on the Friday so that I could do my long run or I would get it done on the whatever right I felt like I'd made plans Whereas with Paris, I definitely felt it fell into a false sense of security. This is all pre-COVID before I knew what was going to happen, mm. where I said yes to every plan. And I'm pretty sure with the exception of one weekend, I have plans every single weekend between <gasps> uh, from ja in January and February. Um, so oh I just hadn't I hadn't thought about that. And it's such a thing, isn't it? When you're preparing for a for a race yeah. that you've got to have. It's more just, it's not about missing out on stuff at all. I think it's just about limiting stress. And if a priority to you is is training properly and making sure you're doing a long run every weekend, um, which is also totally fine if that's not your priority because same Z's at the moment with trying to <laughs> feel better. But obviously, you know, some races that you do, that is your priority because you really want to do it well. Um, yeah. It's just about trying to make sure that you give yourself the grace of saying no to some things and ha making sure you have time carved out, isn't it? Doing the right yeah. things to sort of look after yourself and know that you're going to have not just time to do your run, but also time to do your other stuff and to recover from your run and to just like... Yeah, and also I think like we had, I remember that there was a feature that we did and it was either online or it was in the magazine, I can't remember where, and there was some advice in there that I was a bit like... And I know I'm talking about our own brand here, but I was a bit like, mm, I don't, I'm not sure I would suggest that if that was me. But I know that's because I'm not a running coach. Mm -hmm. And I think the advice was along the lines of, you know, not getting shit faced at weddings if you've been invited to one, if it's like the week before you race or something. And I just thought, ah, fuck it. I'd get shit faced at a wedding. 100%, I don't think that those are mutually exclusive. <laughs> I think that you can have different no. goals. And if you just want to get round the course, which is how I'm feeling about Paris, a hundred percent, I believe you may get shit faced at, a, at the week before. Yeah, I do, and uh, I mean, I do. I, I genuinely that does come with the with like the 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 flip side to that is that I do know that if I don't drink for at least a couple of weeks before a race, it genuinely does help performance and stuff. So yeah, there is that if that's what you want to want to go for, then then yeah, do that. But. I also think that like like you're saying mm. the the big thing for me like when I'm doing a marathon plan or a half marathon plan is it's logistics and I I I love a plan I love a I love a calendar and I love color coding as you yeah. know <laughs> and yeah. so what I do is I pick out all the times which is going to make which is going to interrupt my training and go and fuck it up but I don't say no to stuff Mm -hmm. I just think, oh, okay, if if Saturday night is going to be a big one, then I'll move my run and I'll either do it Saturday morning or I'll do it Monday morning, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll just move it like that. And because 
so many more of us are working from home, I think it does give us much more flexibility to fit in, to actually take a two hour lunch break mm. and then work. Oh, it's so helpful. Know, it, if you're able to do that, then that can be, I mean, obviously lots of people aren't able to do that, but if you are, um, that can be super, super helpful to be able to just, you know, cram it in without missing the session or or saying no to like what could be a really fun evening or or whatever. But yeah, definitely I do in the, in the week before, definitely the week before I don't drink anything. Um, and maybe even two weeks before it sort of depends, mm-hmm. depends. <laughs> depends if I want it or not really but um I never really thought about that but that's probably a good idea mm. like I think I would probably just think oh don't drink the night before because I don't want to actually have a hangover for the run <laughs> but no, I don't yeah. think I would have thought further than that in terms of the impact that that might have on my body and my sleep and stuff leading up oh my god absolutely and to quote mm-hmm. you a hundred percent because <laughs> right <laughs> Understand? Um, because think about how shit your sleep is, right? And I, I am talking about you, not one here. But at the moment, your sleep is being really affected, isn't it, by all sorts of different things? It has and been. It's been you... better for the last few days since I've got better. So I think it was a result of me That's being good. poorly. But, but yeah, it, it was massively being affected. Yeah. And, and I think like, and also bear in mind how stressed we get sleeping in different beds in different hotel rooms and things like mm-hmm. that, because Berlin, we slept in zilch. So yeah, I don't um, know why, but we could not sleep in Berlin. Sleep, <laughs> so if we know that to be a truth, then um, in the week leading up to your race, this is a bit, that I loved reading this. This is a really nice bit of advice um, about the London Marathon, because everyone says, oh, you won't sleep the night before London Marathon. And everyone is right. Um but if you feel well rested in the week leading up to it, then you'll be all right. So all that mm-hmm. week, absolutely no booze whatsoever and definitely going to bed at 10 and definitely reading and no screens and all of that, all of that stuff. Yeah, you do It's a huge impact because it means the night before, if you have shit all sleep, it's fine. You've got all that, mm. all that kind of good sleep in the bank so you can cope. Yeah, so, yeah. Or you can do a my dad, and uh, remember, uh, he he loves a tall tale, and remember he told us that he'd done a marathon in like an hour and a half, and it was like an hour and ten minutes or something, um, yeah. which obviously was not the case. Um, but he also told me that the night before that fabled hour and ten minute half marathon, he also mm. drank six pints. That was part of the story. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. So this apparently is, this sometimes. Is why... Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think it oh. may have been another tall tale. Do you think so? Do you I think, think so. so. Oh, I God. think so. I'd have to ask him about it now, but I don't know whether he'll remember anymore. It was quite a long time ago that he was bragging about <laughs> this. Oh, my God. I just, I can't imagine doing that. That's why I was talking to someone about the Marathon de Madoc recently, and I just thought, I just... I, just, I was talking to someone I, about it too and let's talk about it how are you supposed I, to drink 13 I, wines or whatever it is and eat oysters it's not even just the wine yeah exactly it's the bloody seafood it's like what is that that's some kind of it's just awful it just sounds like i'm a celebrity doesn't it but it does running sound it. a lot like i'm a celebrity <laughs> they must have like puke mobiles to clean everything up there's, afterwards there's a, apparently a lot of vom on route yeah yeah but, though i kind of would like to do it 
Oh my god! Look, but I don't think I would been... want to run any of it. Like I would want to do. Yeah, I would no, want to do exactly. a walk, a and I think it, yeah, yeah, it would still be quite intense to walk twenty six miles and and and, and, and consume all, that. all of yeah. that stuff. But I I think if I try to run twenty six miles and have all of that stuff, I would vomit all over. I can't eat anything exactly. anything full stop before a half marathon. No. I mean, you can't even have breakfast, let alone. I can't even have breakfast or I feel like I'm going to hell. <laughs> Yeah, oysters on route. But it was the fact that, you know, like he was saying, which I'm sure I've mentioned before, but he was talking about, I mean, he loved it and couldn't wait to do it again. Um, and he was just saying he was with a bunch of blokes and they were all like sub 330 marathoners or sub 30 uh, they, were all, they were all pretty quick. But they did the Marathon de Madoc in like six, seven hours or something, you know, because they <laughs> they were just taking okay. their time and drinking. But he said that there was a van full of kind of weird French clowns that were kind of jollying you, <laughs> that were pushing you along because people were stopping at the stations for too long and getting absolutely shit-faced. Oh, really? <laughs> and they come along and go, come on. And it's like, allez, allez, allez. Oh, well, if there's clowns go. trying to hurry me along, I'm not interested. <laughs> I thought the point was that you hung around at the stations and got shit-faced. <laughs> no, no, I think there's a cut-off time. I think it's incredibly generous. You know, but there it's is a, a cut off time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's probably like 12 hours or something. You know, it's really, really generous. That would they, be what I would really... like to do it in. Like, <laughs> I, I would like to do it in about 12 hours. And then I'm sp- I suppose there could be a little bit of walk running, but mainly mm. you're looking at stumbling between wine. I tell you what, there is a UK and... version. Did you, did you know about the UK version? Is it in like Yorkshire or so? Is it is up no, north? Uh, no, South Coast. South Coast. Oh. It's, um, I think it's Denby's. Um, so it's a, it's a wine, it's a vineyard kind of uh, thing. Um, and yeah, South Coast, so that's where you get all the nice white wines, isn't it? Because it's all on the, the I mean, the I feel like it would be soil as it would be northern a very France. interesting experience for us to go and like vlog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look up yeah. the Denby Marathon. <gasps> oh, it's, oh, it's Bacchus Wine. Oh, is that it? It's not Denby's. Oh, Have I got that wrong? What? I think there's a few. <laughs> yeah, okay. There, so there's one. Yeah, yeah. There's one at yeah. the Denby's Wine Estate. Apparently oh, that is called the then. Bacchus Wine Half Marathon. Oh, it's, and it's only a half. It's a half or a ten. Yeah. Could do that. Come on. <laughs> Maybe we should do that and vlog it. And we can say, oh, oh content creating... When actually we're just getting shit faced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love it. Okay, I'm looking at this and I think that we should do it. And I think everyone should do it with us. (laughs) Do bear in mind you always say yes to stuff, Holly. Do do you really want to say say stuff? I was literally reading all the lovely emails from our uh, listeners and who were saying, like, maybe racing is just not the thing for you and you should just run to feel and and immediately next podcast on, I'm like, let's do a wildly intense wine-based race. <laughs> but I think if the focus is more to do with, you know, running um, is not the primary focus. If the if the primary focus is fun, silly times. Yeah, yeah. Then I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, then I think that's not going back on my word too quickly. And also, no, I don't and... know whether I am ready to say I don't want to do races because I do kind of want no. to do a marathon one day. And, well, there we go. And also, I think um, the pictures I've seen of the Denby's one, the, it, 
the kind of the, the views and everything, they look absolutely gorgeous. Mm. It looks like a really, really beautiful one as well. So, you know, so you got that. So you got it's food for the soul as well as wine for the gut. You know, it's just oh, it's my two favorite things. <laughs> This is literally what I like to do on my holidays. I like to go away and do a combination of sort of walking and sort of, I don't know, some outdoor activity thing or something like kayak Mm. around the place for a bit. And then I like to go back to my Airbnb with a personal bottle of wine and get (laughs) shit faced and then have a have a lovely lie in sleep like a log. I'm but, sure my Garmin would tell me otherwise. But. Yeah, but right. <laughs> How am I supposed to change my mindset to do something mm. like, you know, a marathon to Madoc or Denbys or something? How do I change my mindset where, for me, mm. that doesn't compute at all that you reward yourself while running? Yeah. So my head is like you do the run and then immediately dive into your roast dinner or your chips or your wine or whatever. That The reward comes after yeah if you you are rewarding yourself en route what do you do afterwards I mean you cut you don't reward have a lovely sleep or carry on I mean I think this is why Mm. we need to do a 10 because I (laughs) the idea of drinking during I I, we were like oh there's a half but we have both run halves recently and yeah. uh, you know I they're hard they're hard I had wine after my half because we all went to the pub and that was what everyone was doing and I'd had as a bit mm. of a carrot on this a stick thing that I was so excited about having my my glass of wine and yeah. I nursed one very warm by the end of a few <laughs> hours glass and sipped it like it yeah. was you know like I, I couldn't I wanted to glug it down but my body was just rejecting the whole idea very very firmly I needed to go and like you know have a shower come down for a couple of hours and then I probably could have had a few glasses of wine if I fancied them so I think the actual practicalities of how fit how I don't know mm-hmm. what it would be what how, what know. would how do you train your ability to drink while running? <laughs> There's only one way, isn't there? I know. <laughs> we we, we need to get cracking. Like, yeah, I need to be filling up my soft flasks with Savvy B rather than yeah like, Tailwind or whatever. I mean, I just I think I am just very very concerned about throwing up. Very concerned. Yes, I don't like throwing up very much. I haven't thrown up for... Oh, no, I threw up once with COVID. Oh, yeah, Which was random, yeah. Yeah. But apart from that, I haven't thrown up since last February. It's over a year now Hmm. um, since my previous throw up. And that was the last time I threw up from alcohol. And that was when I slightly told myself that I was not going to... I couldn't... I didn't have the constitution for binge drinking anymore. <laughs> it was I don't think I've ever told this Sorry. story on the podcast but it was no please laugh I deserved oh, it tell. so badly I deserved you it, it I want to hear um, this story <laughs> so it was last uh last Feb I went to Lo- well first of all a recipe for disaster <laughs> because I was going to London on a Friday after work we were driving down and joining uh-huh. a friend's birthday party where they'd all been drinking since like you know 7 8 p.m or something mm. And we didn't arrive until 10 or something, 10, 11. Um, and I, we had about an hour left of pre-drinks before then everybody was going out to this club. And yeah. I clearly felt 
like I need to catch up and that's yeah. always a recipe for disaster so I had yeah. a little, I had a little bottle of gin um <laughs> that I well I decanted some gin into a bottle and I think I put lemonade in there or something with it but it was very it was gin heavy um, <laughs> and I was drinking this like it was water because I kept feeling like oh my gosh I need to catch up everyone's really drunk and I'm sober and boring and um then before I knew it I was extremely pissed and I I definitely felt as well like I, it was just very punishing Esther because I already started to feel ill and like not good and so I I started drinking water and stopping drinking gin and being sensible but the yeah. damage was already done and oh. I woke up the next morning and um it was we were st- so we'd stayed in London and we had to drive out oh, no. to Surrey for my oh, niece's no. first birthday party oh, I know in a leisure center with a bouncy castle etc etc this is beginning to sound like Bridget Jones what happened yes it was very <laughs> very Bridget Jones I woke up was very very chunderous everywhere um <laughs> And uh, thought, this is awful. But I was having that horrible panic where you're like, I'm I'm so hungover, but I have to be somewhere. So what the fuck do I do? So I had a, sh- had a cold shower and that still wasn't doing it. And I just was, I kept, I had a, I had a sick bucket with me at all times. <laughs> I couldn't relinquish the bucket. Like I was just constantly being sick. It was awful. And then it oh, got no. to a point where Doug and then my brother and sister-in-law who we were staying with and we were obviously all going to the niece's birthday party were like we need to go now we've we've got to go and I was still like (laughs) sitting in my pajamas being sick in a bucket so I had to just get dressed and get I I don't think I put any makeup on I think I probably still had makeup on (laughs) from previous night and um I um I I was still being sick in the bucket on the M25. Oh no. I know. Oh. We kept having to pause to ch- dis- dispense oh. of the contents. It was oh, fire, oh. Esther. I know it was horrible. such a horrible time. I couldn't obviously oh. touch any food or anything. Uh, no. I think even it was even, you know, one of those hangovers where water was just sort of coming straight back. It was just sort of Oh, this is really gross, but it was sort of almost douching my insides. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where it was just coming back up a little bit bily again. It was horrible. So I was was just empty. I was empty. I was a shell of a woman. I was a husk. (laughs) By the time we arrived at this one-year-old's birthday party (laughs) and with many other one-year-olds and like, you know, the f- family members that sort of, distant family members that sort oh, of come no. up to you and go, and do you ski? And things like that. <laughs> the way you, where you had to go, oh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like I actually managed, when we arrived, I managed to slap a smile on and I was, I so nearly was, but I managed to not hurl in the leisure centre bathrooms. Um, I... <laughs> managed to hold it together though I think if you I think that was just the ultimate people pleasing basically I think if you cut me open I would I was on fire but I was just (laughs) having to go this is fine hello oh happy oh my small niece it's your birthday (laughs) everybody yes I do ski (laughs) even though I've never skied in my life and I felt like I was having to having to do all the sort of like people pleasing stuff but I was so incredibly disgustingly (gasps) 
hungover. Oh my god, um, that sounds awful. awful. And and also, I'm not th- throwing shade here because my mm. my sister in law, who is the the mother of my niece, um, mm. she might listen to this. And I think she had said on the invitations, you know, like party food, as in, you know, it's a one year old. The, the the party belongs to the one year old, but yeah. I hadn't been to a children's birthday party in a very long time. So I was yeah. really looking forward to like ramming a sandwich down my throat when I was starting to feel a bit more human again. I was like, okay, I'm and now a husk. Maybe I can fill yeah. myself up with breadsticks or something and then I might be able to sort of like feel a little bit more human. But I had to yeah. continue to feel like a very inhuman empty shell because the party food was like, you know, pizza that five different toddlers had touched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so i oh, there was there was i know so that was the last time that i was very sick and it was all my own doing and since then yeah. i've been a, quite an anxious and also it gave me anxiety for like 3 or 4 days it wasn't just the, the oh one my next God, day of, yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't just the next day of feeling like oh god what did i say i'm such a twat it was like yeah it like triggered a bout of sort of panic attacks. So from there, I've been like, it's not the life for me. And I want to be a better aunt. <laughs> <laughs> and yet still, we're going to go and get shit faced running a half marathon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just not going to have the seventh glass of wine that causes me to puke everywhere. We're going to have six and a half. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not sure I think if they've got like the if it's like run it and then immediately you can have like a incredibly cold glass of Savvy B mm-hmm. at the finish with a bar of like double decker or something I'd be like yes yeah if it's a five or a ten perfect. then I could do that but I think even a half I don't know whether I could be handed a cold glass of Savvy B and start drinking it straight away I think no, it's, it's, it's drinking it on route. route. I know it's drinking it on route. It's having to drink and then carry on. But maybe it yeah. will help. Maybe it would. Maybe it will like. Um, I don't know. Be a painkiller. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would do. It'd only be it a confidence would. boost, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think how much when you're on a night out, you can dance. Your stamina for dancing. Mm-hmm. Like I'll get tired after like forty-five minutes of zumba, but <laughs> if I go on a night out and. I want to dance and the music is good and I'm very pissed then I could dance for three hours so so maybe the same applies oh my god but then that gives me another level of anxiety which is what if I like it so much I need to do it for every run yeah yeah what if it's the start of a a slippery slope for us both Mm. yeah (laughs) where we can no longer run without a glass of wine in our hands at all time (laughs) all times <laughs> but that, that just gives me the kind of vision of us just sort of running along with like you know kind of a stem glass yes oh yeah <laughs> trying to keep it all in you know <laughs> maybe that's part of the challenge i think we need to look this chin up chin. more but just yes. looking oh, just looking at oh, yeah we have to say chin chin all the way around um yeah. the vague description of it says welcome yeah. to the Bacchus Wine Half Marathon and 10K, a celebration of award-winning English wine, fine food, fancy dress, music, and a little bit of running. 
Oh no, it does say fancy dress. No, I'm oh out shit, of it. yeah, sorry, I didn't realise. I thought that was going to be music to your ears. I should have left. I should have. I should have omitted that secretly and not told you about that. Absolutely no way. Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah, no. Okay, we'll find something. But um, but then Mar- Marathon de Madoc is also a um a fancy dress thing, but it's optional. I think. I think some people do normal and some people dress like a delighted London marathon where you got five men in a fruit basket. Oh, this this is why I liked Berlin, where no one did no, that everyone nonsense. No, was, everyone was very serious in Berlin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, was why I was very good. glad I didn't walk walk it in the end, because I was like, oh no, okay, this everybody here has come to play. No, <laughs> everyone, they haven't come they to haven't. play. No, that's no. what I mean. Yeah, they they were all wearing their matching Lululemon tops yeah. and bottoms and they were, navy they were very, blue was the jazziest color i saw yes and, <laughs> yes it was they were very serious about it all very serious i yeah. was like i like this i found my tribe <laughs> oh, um, God. i mean i'm trying to work out it it is it says it's a professionally organized event it has got an accurate well-marked course with chip timing medals full medical support etc but then it does it says in many ways the running is the least important part of the day the course Mm -hmm. weaves in and out of denby's vineyard and sections of the north downs is stunningly beautiful but tremendously challenging too (laughs) what (laughs) suddenly neither of us want to do this challenging i don't uh, yeah this is what i'm starting to i'm struggling to understand who is the target market for these things because I don't want to if I'm going to run a challenging hilly trail run then in a tutu in a tutu with a glass of wine I don't what what is this it is not competing it doesn't work does it yeah who who is that person I don't know who that person is if you are that person please write in maybe you're that person yeah yeah I mean, Trails and Vines are a company that I remember we were talking uh, to. I was yes! going to go on one of their trips. They're really lovely people. Um, yeah. But <gasps> it was in the middle of the week. But um, they do trail running. and then But then that's afterwards you go and get pissed. Yeah, yeah that makes more sense to me. Yeah. We need to investigate further. We need to investigate further. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah. And then but I don't know what I then. would be training for. No. I don't think you train. I don't think you train. No. Oh. oh God! Oh, do you? Do you like we just well, said? Probably. You if wouldn't drink for. I don't think. Yeah. You, I don't think you'd train with your booze, would you? But you might have to train wearing a tutu. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a way of reframing races. So instead of a race being the ultimate punishment before you have you're you know you're like oh yes it's all been worth it I've finished I've done it I've crossed the finish line now I can have a lovely time again um Mm -hmm. maybe instead it it would help us reframe it so the race is like the that's what you know that's what you're really really pushing towards that's the joy there is no reward yourself after the race that the race in itself is the reward reward. for doing all the training which you know we've tried to sort of view it like that before anyway but there's just been a bit less wine involved (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it sort of fails doesn't it because you're like i know it's my victory lap and I yeah know but 12 miles my... in it's like yeah, you can like, go and oh, fuck yourself yeah. it's not <laughs> a torturous victory lap, victory lap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening 
Come and join us on Patreon, because if you become a member of our cheer squad for just £6 a month, you'll get exclusive behind-the-scenes newsletters, free access to monthly live chats with me and Holly, and you can listen to our bonus Extra Mile podcasts too. The third one has no running content in it at all. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running.